So what can you do? Get to know black families who are not all uh, and not even any majority are um, involved in crime and gangs. Uh, turn off the news at night because we know from, sorry, Greta, <laughs> keep, keep the news we're not, open in the morning. But <laughs> we're not delivering the news, so <laughs> <Yes>. it's fine. <laughs> um, because we know that actually uh, nightly news and many media markets that have been studied actually over-represents African-American crime and under-represents crimes that happen uh, by, by white people. Thank you for tuning in to the Unprocessed Knowledge Podcast, that clip courtesy of MSNBC. We getting ready to jump right into the topic, propaganda in the media. That's what we're going to be talking about today. Why is that important? Why do you care? I feel like propaganda in the media is an important topic to uh, touch on, not just because President Trump has been screaming fake news for the last two years. Propaganda in the media has always been a tool used to push a false narrative on the on the masses and in America specifically it's been used to push uh, racial stereotypes uh, specifically amongst black people it's been used to push a false racial agenda and, and when I say news let me be fair um, I'm not just talking about Fox News I'm talking about Fox CNN MSNBC, Washington Post, New York Times, Huffington Post, your various internet media outlets, wherever you get your news, however you consume your news, I would, would suggest that they're all pushing the same false agenda at different sorts. I feel like they're two fangs on, on the same snake. I, I will admit that I feel like Fox News is a little bit more blatant with their propaganda and their racism and other news outlets tend to be a little bit more skillful, a little bit more tactful. And we'll get into that. I do consume more news from uh, CNN than I do Fox News because I feel like they can be a little bit more balanced. But I, I have had various problems with CNN and MSNBC throughout the years. I've had a lot of issues with the narratives and the stories that they push. So we'll break all that down. So propaganda in the media, fake news. That's what we're going to be talking about today. Uh, you heard that clip. She was talking about how the news portrays black people in a negative light more often, especially on the evening news. And that not all black people are criminals, which we know. But let's really get into it. Black on black crime. That is a term that I have heard since I was a child. Speaking from personal experience, I've heard the term black on black crime my entire life. I've seen news segments on it. I've heard people speak about it. And it didn't dawn on me till much in my you know later years that people that commit crime are 80% more likely to commit a crime against someone who looks just like them, right? White people commit crime against white people. Asian people commit crime against Asian people. Latinos commit crimes against other Latinos. So why do we have a special category called black on black crime? Why is that pushed on us? I've never turned on the news and heard people talk about white on white crime or Asian on Asian crime. It's always black on black crime, black on black crime. They, they push that on us. They make that known. They dedicate media 
segments to that. Nightly news segments are dedicated to talking about black on black crime and what can we do about look, crime is crime. What can we do about crime, period? I feel like that's one of the many false narratives that the media pushes because once you hear a story over and over again and once something is pushed on you over and over again for years and years and years, sub- subconsciously, a lot of black people begin to think, well, black on black crime is the only type of crime there is. A lot of people get, get surprised when they hear of other races committing a crime. And they, they have a special category called white collar crime. That's usually white people, right? Em- embezzlement or tax evasion or so- something that has to do with some type of financial fraud. That's that's white collar crime. And they get a light sentence and it's not that big a deal. That's that's white people crime. That's how, how we look at it at, at our community. But crime is crime. All crime is bad. I will trust me. White people commit violent crime, too. White people shoot each other, too. They rob banks, too. They rape, they murder, all horrible things. It's not just black people doing it. So that's one of the ways I feel like we can all relate to that media propaganda is really dangerous. And we have to be careful at who's controlling the narrative. Now, no matter how you consume your news, like I said before, whenever you you're listening to it, you're, you're reading it, you sit down, you may have a favorite newscaster or news anchor th- th- that you like. Uh, listen to the story. Ask yourself, is this true? Does it make sense? And are they trying to push some type of agenda through this story? Case in point, the within the last few years, the uprisings in Ferguson and, and Baltimore. Uh, Ferguson connected with Mike Brown and the issue in Baltimore with our brother Freddie Gray. Freddie Gray was murdered by the police. He died of a broken spine. And never forget, the police came out and said somehow he broke, broke his own spine and that him being arrested didn't have anything to do with his death, which is complete BS. But Freddie Gray died of a broken spine and people were angry people they they protested they they rioted a cvs got burned down and all of a sudden the narrative became the burnt down cvs i recall turning on local news turning on national news and i can't tell you how many times i've seen pictures of that cvs being burned down that cvs in flames and all of a sudden the outrage is oh my god look what these people are doing look what they did to the cvs now mind you no nobody was murdered and nobody was killed burning down the cvs but Freddie Gray was killed. Freddie Gray died in the hospital of the broken spine. But the national outrage wasn't toward Freddie Gray. The national outrage was towards the CVS. My God, they set it on fire. I can't believe it. Now, look, don't be silly. I'm not telling nobody to go out here and ride and burn down the CVS. What I am saying is Freddie Gray's dying of a broken spine is more important than a CVS. I mean, the CVS is just a building. And look, it is what it is. I understand that the people in that community, they they love Freddie Gray. They were upset. They were hurting. They were angry. They, they felt like police can come down here and kill us at any time and nobody cares. They were lashing out. I, I won't even say lashing out. They were they it, it was a social uprising. I wouldn't even say lashing out. But the attention, the narrative all came all about what the people were doing and not what actually happened. And let's not forget the police officers that were involved in that Freddie Gray incident were not punished for what happened to that young man. So we got to watch who controls the narrative because the narrative should have been what happened to Freddie Gray, not 
a CVS being burned down. I mean, it's a building. It's bricks. It's glass. It's concrete. You can rebuild the CVS. Freddie Gray is dead. He's gone, and nobody cares about it. All anybody want, wanted to talk about for weeks was, well, what's wrong with black people? Why are they acting this way? You know, well, why can't they be civil? My God, look what we're doing. Look, the narrative is the police officers going down and killing a black person anytime they want to and not getting punished for it. That's what we should have been focused on. That is my problem with propaganda in the media. Now that we touched on that, let's go on to politics. We got a presidential election coming up very soon. We have to be careful not to let the media control our political agenda and tell you what you should and shouldn't care about. Once again, I I do this program not to make you think how I think, but just to make sure you're thinking. And I would like to tell black people just because a politician will come down and talk to you and agree with you and even talk about systematic racism, white supremacy and talk about the police doesn't mean they're on it on your side. I've noticed a pattern over the years. Politicians, they'll come down, they'll have town halls, they'll sit with, with black people, they'll talk with them, they'll come to how the HBCUs and they'll sit down with Don Lemon or any other person that, that that's a so-called liberal. And they'll talk about, yeah, racism is a problem and the police is a problem. And I think it's a shame. And they'll, you know, get up and dance and talk talk about how, how much we need to change in this country. But they'll never talk about any specific policies. They'll never talk about what they're going to do. And when they come down and do this, black people, we just eat it up. We, we cheer. We take pictures. We think, oh, yeah, this is one of the good ones. But what are the policies? What, what are they going to do when they talk to other groups, when politicians talk to the LG btq community when they talk to the uh, latino community they say this is the problem this is how i'm gonna fix it these are my policies vote for me because i'll put these policies in place when they talk to black folks about criminal justice reform about uh, our economic situation about being murdered by the police about the problems that are specific to black people in america they'll come to you and they'll talk to you and tell you, you they want your vote, but they don't say, this. these are the policies I'm going to put in place once I get in office. This is how I'm going to help you. Because what that says is, I'm not going to help you. I'm going to talk to you. I'm going to agree this is wrong. I'm going to say, yeah, it's a problem, and vote for me, and I'll see you later. I'm not going to do anything for you. And I noticed that politicians, they'll come down, and they'll, they'll do this, and they'll shuck and jive. <laughs> Yeah, I said shucking job. And they'll they'll do these things and they won't get to any concrete policies or tangibles or actions that they're going to put in place to help black people. And after they get through of 90 minutes or two hours of saying absolutely nothing, the pundits on the news will act like, oh, man, this is a great candidate. Oh, man, they're, they're so down and they're so for the people and they're so liberal and that they're really on the side of black America and go out and vote for them. And I'm sitting there thinking, no, they're not. They didn't say they were going to do anything. How, how, how are they on, on your side? But people who aren't paying attention, they'll hear a, a media personality. They'll hear so- someone um, on the cable news circuit, on the national news, on their local news. Uh, the Washington Post, the Washington Times, some somebody with a reputation that comes out and says, yeah, Donald Trump sucks. We hate him. But we love this person. This person's great for black people. Go out and vote for them. And without doing their own research or even listening to what the person says, they'll believe that. And that's that's dangerous. While I'm on it, case in point, 
the media has a reputation of calling out system systematic racism and white supremacy when it's convenient it's trendy to do that now that donald trump is in office you know, cnn and mississippi see oh, he, he's a racist and he support racist and racist policies they'll, they'll talk about racism all day long now because it's when it's convenient and when it's trendy but think about the face of terrorism in america according to the media it's the arab man when i say man i mean man and woman it's a, a muslim somebody of arabic descent that comes from that culture that's the face of terrorism in america they would not dare call dylan storm roof a terrorist what happened down in charlottesville virginia with those white supremacist groups that was domestic terrorism but they didn't call them terrorists all right so anytime a white person commits terrorist acts against black people they never call it what it really is they'll always say oh well he had mental health issues or he was a lone wolf or you know these people they have just different political views and things got a little out of hand and they're mighty fine people. No, that's terrorism. Look up the definition of terrorism. Dylan Storm Roof fits that to a T. Those white supremacist groups down in Charlottesville fit that to a T. The Ku Klux Klan and all these other white supremacist groups fit that to a T. Never forget what terrorism is, is threatening violence, intimidation with a political agenda attached to it. Right. That's terrorism. But only time they want to talk about terrorism is if it has something to do with a Muslim. Uh, I believe not too long ago down in Las Vegas, I believe over, I believe it was around 500 people were shot from at a country concert from a, the hotel room of a Las Vegas um, building. And that was a white man that did that. They didn't want to call that terrorism, but that's what it was. Terrorism and white on white crime, might I add. But that's the media controlling the narrative. They'll tell you and spin it the way they want to spin it to push the agendas that they want to push. We got a Super Bowl c coming up. I'm taping this broadcast right before Super Bowl. <laughs> we got a Super Bowl coming up. Colin Kaepernick, when he first started his protest, when they asked him, hey, um, how come you're not standing for the national anthem? He said out his own mouth. I am protesting against racial injustice, I'm protesting against, you know, the whole spiel. Black people get murdered by the police and not getting a fair shake. Racial injustice. They pretty much turned that around. ESPN, Fox Sports, all these other uh, sports networks. They turned that around and said, well, he's he hates America. He's, pro it's against, he's protesting against the armed forces. He pro he's protesting against first responders and police and everything that makes America great. He's un-American. He hates America. He didn't say that. He said, I'm protesting against racial injustice. And that they turned around and talked for days, weeks, months about how he's disrespecting the troops and he's disrespecting police and he hates America. That's a false narrative. They asked him, why are you doing this? And he told you it wasn't nothing about the troops. It hadn't, didn't have anything to do with first responders. It didn't have anything to do with hating America. I didn't want to be American. It had everything to do with getting. It had everything to do with getting justice for people who were not getting justice. And I applaud Callan Kaepernick for doing what he did. But the narrative got turned into, well, he's an American hater. And unfortunately, too many silly people went along with that. Like when, once that story went out right there, huge red flag. I'll speak for myself. I have not been a supporter of the television shows on ESPN or Fox Sports ones or various, various sports personalities who I used to listen to on a daily basis. 
that really just turned me off from all of them. I mean, ESPN, don't, don't get me started on them. I'm not talking down on anybody that, that works there, but I can see the type of plantation that is. Like, I, it hurts my heart to see so many grown black men buck dancing for Massa. I, I just can't tolerate it. The only time I will turn it on is if there's a game on. If there's a game on, I watch it. I'm big into the NBA, but a lot of that stuff, it, it really just turns my stuff. So once again, I'd just like to leave everybody with this historical note. Never forget, in World War II, before the Nazis physically went and round up the Jews, they went on a propaganda campaign against them for years, putting out stories about how they were criminals, how they were downtrodden, how they were no good, how society would be better without them. They painted the narrative that these people are bringing us down. So when they finally went out and gathered them up and started doing things to them, it was accepted because people looked at it as, yeah, these people need to go. We'd be a whole lot better without them. It's propaganda in the media is very dangerous. We have to be very careful with that here in America. I understand World War II was many, many years ago, but just look at your nightly news today. Look at your cable news today. Look at the stories that are ran today. I know Donald Trump gets up there and yells fake news and people jump up and down and get home about it but some of this stuff is fake news especially when it comes to pushing a false narrative and rate and a racial agenda we got to be careful people you got to think you got to do your own homework that's what this podcast is all about trying to get you to think for yourselves before i go a little bit more housekeeping to do everybody please 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 you want to support the show follow me on all social media platforms unprocessed underscore knowledge unprocessed underscore knowledge i'm available on spotify itunes google play you want to show even more support you like what you hear on this network on this broadcast (laughs) that network right my latest work hypocrisy in america the veil of white supremacy is available on amazon.com thanks for tuning in everybody That's what they're always telling you. Never let your enemy tell you how, how, uh, how many of you there are. Never let the man that you're against form your opinions. This is the trick that's played on everyone who's oppressed. The first thing, an occupation, uh, when you have a revolution in the country, the first thing you take over is the radio. And then you start telling the people that everybody, the war is over. <laughs> and, and, and so all of them surrender. No, they believe that thing right there. And once they take that over, they start telling you uh, where you are and where they are, and you fall right in line. It's plain thought control. The majority of the American people aren't segregationists. That the majority of the American people aren't imperialists. But the government is, the structure is, the power faction is. So what, how, how then do all the majority go along with it? Because those who sit in power over the television, over the radio, and over the press is constantly telling those who are the masses how free they are. And how-